Welcome to That Chronic Thing. I'm Kathy. As someone who lives with ME-CFS and MS, I've learned how hard it can be to navigate life with chronic illness. Through my experiences, I want to offer support, advice, and a sense of community for those who are going through the same struggles. Join me and other chronic illness warriors as we tackle the ups and downs of this journey together. Today's guest is Sam, a no BS chronic illness coach and content creator. I found Sam on Instagram and immediately fell in love with her content. Like she says, it is straight to the point with zero BS. And sometimes with chronic illness, that is exactly what you need. In today's episode, Sam is going to introduce herself and discuss her first relapse of MS symptoms. Then she'll dive into her tips for someone who is newly diagnosed. From there, we'll discuss community, hobbies, highs, lows, and of course, Girl Scout cookies. So um, makes it easy. And I love everything you create on Instagram. I uh, thought that like a lot of people would love to have you as a guest and hear what you have to say. Um, I'll let you introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Sam. I am a no BS chronic illness coach and creator, and I help people with chronic illnesses feel less alone and more empowered to like live their best life because we all deserve that. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, And how did you get to be a chronic illness coach? I know you started as, well, I know you got sick when you were in college. Do you want to start there? Yeah, we can. Um, So I had a pretty severe, like first relapse, um, that it looked like I had a stroke. Uh, I basically couldn't really see, um, couldn't write or like use my dominant hand and I had trouble walking and like facial numbness. Freaking scary. Sorry to interrupt you. like so bad. I watched your reels and that is the scariest onset of symptoms I've heard of. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Um, And I mean, the only blessing in it, I guess, if we had to pick one would be (laughs) that it was like very easy for them to like diagnose and figure out versus like the vague symptoms that some people experience. But yeah, it was a lot. And um, so I got diagnosed pretty quickly. And then, um, you know, like go through college. I worked in corporate world, like with a clinical trial company for a while, and then decided to go back to school to get my master's in nutrition because I fell in love with food and like sustainable agriculture and all that. Um, And then after that, I got more involved in the health and wellness world and became a certified personal trainer. And I've managed fitness studios and, um, and like MS wise, it. The first 10 years, I think I, I tend to be a little stubborn. So I think I was just kind of like, "Mm, not there. Like, we'll just be upset about it. Like every once in a while, like when I can't keep up with my peers or whatever, but I'm just not going to deal with it. And then, um, I didn't really have a choice. Like after like 10 years, it was just like, okay, this is staying like, let's process it. Um, and I did that and kind of along the same time, like really went on like a health and wellness, like journey and just figuring out like how to live like my best life with MS. Um, and so that was like seven years ago now. And, um, like a few years back with the pandemic, I feel like everyone had like their, 
you know, like moments of clarity. And I was just like, I need to do this. Like I need to help other warriors. Like I have been in such dark places and I don't want other people to like think that's not normal or, um, you know, like think that everything is supposed to be all wonderful all the time. Cause a lot of things are like very coded in positivity and I'm more like realistic with how things are. And so, um, I wanted to help other people like feel empowered to, um, like thrive with their illnesses too. So I've started doing coaching and all that, um, within like the last year or so. I know you guys can't see us. We're on Zoom looking at each other and I've been nodding over here. Um, <laughs> I love that your entire journey has been very health focused. You're a very like health focused individual. And for me, that has really only happened in the past three years for me. I've, you know, I've talked a lot about my corporate journey working in technology. Yeah. And it's like I come from just a completely different world. And this was all like pushed on me. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely would not have come to this, if not for it being required. Um, for me, my onset of symptoms was so different. And and that may be because um, I have multiple autoimmune diseases. Um, and for me, they kind of found the lesions associated with MS um, accidentally due to migraines, you know, they were doing um, MRIs. And and then it took my doctor a couple of years to actually diagnose me because he gave me a primary progressive diagnosis, which takes a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm not going to go into the technicalities of MS, everyone. I'll, I'll put a couple links in the show notes for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> it can get a little complicated. Um, yeah, very. Yeah, it was, it was kind of like thrown on me. But yeah, I love nutrition and I love how it can make a difference in your life. And that's like something that's never talked about. And I love how, um, health is really not talked about enough. It's like you go to the doctor and that's it. And then it isn't until you're like chronically ill that you start living in a world where you're like, Oh, I can take care of myself. And it does make a difference. Of course it doesn't fix everything, but it makes a difference. Um, and I think a lot of the posts that you put on Instagram, um, and that's the exposure I get to your health coaching, you know, it like mm-hmm. they're comforting, but they're also no BS, as you say. <laughs> uh, I think they, they're constructive. Like they're, um, I think you have one that's like what to do when you first get diagnosed um, mm-hmm. yeah. to this world. Um, and do you want to take us through that one or like something kind of similar to that? Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, Yeah, go ahead. I don't know if you have that ready or if you're just able to do it on the spot. <laughs> um, first top thing for sure is always to just like be kind and compassionate with yourself. Like you can't, it's not possible to go through a huge life change and then just be fine immediately. And so like, there's no need to like add salt on the wound and like beat yourself up that like, you're not okay fast enough um, by some arbitrary like timeline. So always, always be kind to yourself. Um, I, I think one thing that really held me up like those 10 years when I didn't really like accept MS was like, I thought acceptance had to be like, Oh, I'm okay with it. Like I'm accepting it. It, It's mine. And it's, it doesn't need to be that way. Like I found radical acceptance, which I've 
think is a lot more useful in chronic illness because it's not saying that you're okay with it. It's saying like, you understand that this is your reality and it's something you can't control and you're going to shift your focus on things that you can control and devote your time and energy into things to like help improve your life versus like focusing on things outside of your control, like the future or like other unknowns. Um, and then another huge one is like, I think just when you're diagnosed and then also just in throughout the whole time, like people love to offer their advice and it's great if it's coming from other people that have like a similar condition or lifestyle and like, you know, um, but a lot of times it's from people that don't even know anything about the illness. And so you really need to take like what you hear from others with a grain of salt and like, I trust yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. That that is just like, you get a barrage of, of input from people and they just can't help it. It's like human nature to want to want to like help and comfort. And it's like, yeah, thank you enough. Yeah. So true. It's like, can you just listen to me instead of trying to find a solution? Like I just need someone to hear me right now. Um, and then another like point was, uh, not to stop living. Like I, a chronic illness and MS specifically can be like really scary when you're diagnosed and it can like kind of just stop your life, but it doesn't need to. And, um, there's plenty of ways to like adapt and still live and enjoy it uh, versus just like, you know, like quitting your job and going in a hole or something <laughs> and not like trying to like, you know, move forward and still enjoy life. Cause that's still possible. It's not like either or. Um, and then find community. Like that's huge. Uh, it's very common. And I felt this way for a long time to feel very alone And like, no one understands, especially if you don't have other people with chronic illnesses around you. So just having like some people to go to or like finding people on social media or whatever that you resonate with to just help you feel like a little bit more like it's okay. Like life is going to be okay. Um, can be really helpful. Um, and then knowing that ups and downs are normal, like just because, like a symptom or something is flare is like worse one day doesn't mean you're going to like go into a full blown relapse and like, you know, have to quit your job and then life's over. Like it doesn't need to be that way. It's very easy for it to like spiral like that. But, um, just once you know that ups and downs are normal, you can kind of take it, take the downs a little bit easier because you know that the ups are going to like come around again. Um, and then the last thing I think, and this took me a while, partially because I was like in college when I was diagnosed, but like prioritizing your health and well-being, and like advocating for yourself and taking time for yourself and doing what you need to like rest and recharge um, is huge. Like with a chronic illness, you just don't have as much bandwidth as other people. Like it's you can't get four hours of sleep and then go to work the next day. Like that's not. I mean, you can, but it's going to be miserable. And so it's Uh, way better. (laughs) Yeah. It's way better to just like prioritize your own health. And then, I mean, the people that don't understand it and give you slack for it, like, you know, shouldn't really be in your life anyways, unfortunately. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I, it took me a long time to prioritize. Like I said, I've only been very sick in my like 
really can't function uh, capacity for like three years. And I tried to work for a lot of it. Unfortunately, I'm too sick to work, but um, I did work maybe for like half of it. And prioritization wow, uh, was very hard because, mm-hmm. you know, you're still working, or at least I was the 40 plus hours a week and the yeah. was not going well. And uh, the rest was not going well. So um, eventually I had to call it quits, but um, finding community for me was huge. Um, what kind of community did you find like in your journey, especially like in the early years uh, where maybe social media wasn't as available? Yeah. Yeah. So back in 2005, when I was diagnosed, like I think Facebook was a thing like in coming to college campuses. Cause I remember like it being introduced like around the time I was in college. Um, but social media like really wasn't a thing. And, um, and let's see. Um, so I think initially I turned to the national MS society cause like, I didn't know, I didn't just didn't know where else to go. Um, and I found support through there just, um, like through support groups and just the information and stuff on the website, but it was challenging at that time of just being diagnosed because back in 2005, not as many young people were diagnosed, like as much as now, like we're way better at diagnosing it earlier. Yeah. Yeah. You were what, Uh, like 18, 19? 19. Yeah. Yeah, And I was always like in the doctor's office with like 50 plus year olds and they were just like, why are you here? (laughs) Um, (laughs) So like there wasn't really a lot of good resources in the beginning to like turn to where I really like saw myself reflected like in, in it. Um, But like further down the road, like 10 years in, when I started like really accepting it, I started a support group through the MS society, like with another MS warrior. And it was for people in their like twenties and thirties. Um, and we did that for a while. Um, and that was helpful. And then now I think the main support I get is like through, uh, social media. I mean, I think it's so amazing. Like, yes, there are bad parts of social media, but like, I personally think the good far outweighs that, like, just to be able to connect to so many people like you and especially if you're chronically ill and you're like stuck home a lot, like to be, to have that access to other people like you, it just means so much. Um, yeah. So yeah. I completely agree. I was recently talking to someone who's pretty anti social media, uh, cause she had a really bad experience and I completely totally. understand. Uh, and I was telling her that, um, when I started my current account, I actually had had two other accounts on Instagram first. And it's like, I had to learn how to use social media in order for it to like be an effective medium. Yeah. Um, and now it's like this wonderful community for me. Um, and if someone like starts trolling me or if I get bots, I'm like, oh, screw it. Like I I know how to respond. But in the early right. days, it would have like really upset me. Um, mm-hmm. Now it's just this wonderful place where I meet a lot of great people and I get a lot of support and I find a lot of resources there, which is just unbelievable. Um, 
And I feel really bad for people in the past who didn't have that. I know. It's like, there's so much good coming out of the technology these days. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I just think, yeah, it's so powerful. Yeah. But like you said, you definitely, there's a skill to it and you need to make sure like it's a, you know, healthy environment for you to be in. So yeah, it's, totally. uh, that's actually one of the things what, that I enjoyed when I found your account is that it was very specific content and, and it's probably cause it like ties back to your coaching. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you go way, way back on my, um, like feed, you'll probably see a lot of like cats and gardening, maybe <laughs> I think probably more cats, but um, I yeah. love cats. I'm happy if I find oh, cats on your account. <laughs> find cats yeah. And then I decided to like, uh, you know, filter it down because MS, I mean, a chronic illness does kind of rule your life and, uh, you know, I, it's not a bad thing that it does. You just got to figure out a way to work with it. And for me, it's to like talk about it on social media. <laughs> yeah, but we're going to have full lives too. And they're going to be oh my God, and, yeah. and gardening. So on that note, why don't you share some of your like hobbies and things that make your life full? Yeah. Yeah. So my big, um, well, I guess I won't sound like a crazy cat lady right off the bat and say my first favorite hobby is gardening. Um, in school, like for nutrition, I, my, uh, like thesis was on like related sustainable agriculture on like local food. And I just fell in love with like farming and gardening. And so, um, I do a lot of that and like, I live on 10 acres and we have a couple acres that are cleared. And, but yeah, so I'd spend a lot of time gardening. It's really good for like my mental health. I try to find like little moments of like just happiness, like throughout the day, because I find that like, sometimes it's hard with chronic illness and like conserving and managing your energy to like really have time for hobbies. Like once you do the things that absolutely have to get done. And so like, I have my bigger hobbies of like gardening and stuff, but like, sometimes I'm just sitting with a cat for like a few minutes, just like soaking that up and enjoying it and then moving on with my dad. That is my life. I got my dog yeah. and cats and um last week's podcast was about actually I don't know when this one will go out, but the podcast that I just put out was about finding the little things that bring me joy. And it's like lighting a candle, right. petting my animals. And yes. um those are the things that like make my life full, even if they're like really tiny. So I get it. And um, and that was actually where I thought we would end. The last thing I want to do was your high and low of the week. Oh man. I know you weren't prepared for it. I just sprung it on you. I know I'm trying. Yeah. And that's okay. I'm just thinking, um, I think the high, the high is like a lot of little things. It's like, it's always reading the comments and the messages and stuff. Um, from people like on Instagram or on TikTok, like I try my best to respond to every single like comment and message. And um, there's always like some really nice ones that just like give me goosebumps and make me feel like all warm and fuzzy and just happy that like my content is resonating. And like, it just makes it feel like all the BS that I went through earlier um, in my journey was like worth it if it's like helping other people. 
Um, and then the low, not sure if it's like, it's not crazy specific, but I still am kind of, I'm recovering from a relapse. And so I'm still trying to like test my boundaries and like figure out the edges and the triggers that I have. And so like a lot, any lows that I've had recently are associated with that where like, I'll be testing something and then like it backfires and I end up overdoing it. And then I'm like out for half the day or like have to go to bed early and just the next day is a wash completely. Um, relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so necessary to like test the edges, but then it's, I always like get upset when it, um, backfires. (laughs) Yeah. I, I completely understand. And sometimes, uh, there's just no, uh, logic behind it. It just, right. It just, it just is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so glad you mentioned that because that was something in like one of the other posts I think I did that, um, was just like, your journey is like completely unique to you. And like, and sometimes things happen that are just outside of your control and just know that it's okay. And you didn't do anything to cause it. Like, it's just the human body's complex. <laughs> and sometimes the human body's just mean, but you know. Totally. It's trying to support us, you know, it's doing its best. Yeah. yeah. Definitely does a better job sometimes rather than others, but yeah. <laughs> Yesterday I was completely out of commission and don't know why, but I still got to eat some Girl Scout cookies. So, you know, <gasps> it, it wasn't, it wasn't all bad. <laughs> Yeah, no, not at all. Which one did did you have? I, I don't know what they're called. Um, they're the shortbread ones. Oh, I love those. Yeah, they were <laughs> really good. Actually, I do know what they're called, and I think I'm going to say them wrong. They're the trefoils. Trefoil. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I don't know. I'll ask my Girl Scout, and then I'll I'll find out <laughs> I'm saying it wrong. Yeah, I, I have to, I keep seeing like uh, in our town, like people posting like, oh, my kids scowling Girl Scout cookies if you want. And I always want to, but then I'm like, I will eat the entire, like everything I buy in one night. And so I just, oh, I ate the entire roll. Yeah. I ate a roll of cookies yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. But I was also consoling myself. I'm like, I'm in so much pain. Yeah. It's really easy for me to justify eating a roll of cookies. I'll admit it. Well, no. And I mean, that's okay. Like you got to do like, <laughs> I, I mean, it's okay to do every once in a while. You got to have like your treats and stuff and things that like help in the moment. Cause like life with illness is kind of heavy. And so if a roll of cookies is what does it that day, then do it. <laughs> I completely agree. I'm so glad we're aligned on that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I think that is a great way for us to end the podcast. Everyone go get yourself some Girl Scout cookies to soothe whatever symptoms you have. <laughs> yes. Um, Sam, it has been so great talking to you. Thank you so much for being a guest on That Chronic Thing. You are awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me and thanks for doing this podcast. I know it's a lot of work and spreading awareness about chronic illness is just like so necessary. So thank you for everything that you're doing. Awesome. Thank you. Well, yeah. I'm sure I'll talk to you soon on Instagram. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you truly enjoyed our discussion of all important things Girl Scout cookies included. 
You know how to reach me. Check the show notes and hit me up on Instagram. Until next week, I hope you have a wonderful low symptom or even better, no symptom week.